With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. This is Justin. Joined here with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Guys, we're back. It's been about a month here. Uh, Derek, you ready for this? As always, baby. How about you, Tyler? Now that the national championship is over, this is the official uh, time for the offseason here. Uh, What do you think? You ready for uh, podcasting to begin? Oh, man, it's the beginning of the offseason. This is the best time to be a Husker fan because we are undefeated in offseason games. I'll tell you that. It seems that way. Well, what about that national championship game last night? Did you watch that? Oh man, that was a that was a really fun game, and oh, I was so happy. I mean, I I don't really root for Georgia often, but man, last night I was wearing my Husker colors and pretending like they're Bulldog colors because I was I really was hoping that they'd win. Um, Georgia was the better team all night, and it just you know it it seemed like it wasn't going to go their way, and all the calls were going Bama's way like they always do, and sure enough, they pulled it out. Derek, you hate the SEC, and the only thing that you hate more than the SEC is SEC rematches. <laughs> Did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I put some money on it, so I went ahead and watched a little bit of it. Yeah. But I fell, I fell asleep by fourth quarter. I didn't think it was that entertaining of a game. Wait, were you not uh, entertained by the uh, the soccer match in the first half with all the field goals? God, no. Yeah. Well, I, I guess as an over better, <laughs> you wouldn't like that. So that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I've changed my attitude towards college football so bad. For years and years and years, I was always a defensive guy. Like, I want to see a defensive battle. Now I just hate watching defensive battles. Like, let's see some offense. Well, if you bet let's the under, of course you want to see a defensive battle, right? Well, yeah, but not even that. I just. I just don't like watching games that are all all defense. I want want to see some points on the board. Yeah, makes it a little bit more exciting. All right, well, uh, we're doing a podcast this this week, or tonight, I should say, because there's a lot of Husker news that uh, has happened uh, over this last month, especially really recently. Uh, We're going to talk about some incoming players from the transfer portal that we've received. We're also going to talk about Bill Bush, He's been named special teams coordinator, so that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, let's start with uh, let's go ahead and get Bill Bush out of the way. That's pretty exciting. Uh, for the last four years, I've been pretty adamant, you know that you know with as bad as special teams have been, that we need a dedicated special teams coordinator, and we have our guy Bill Bush. Uh, 
This is uh, something that's been rumored for, I don't know, last two weeks, I guess, that it was going to happen. So, But it's official now. Tyler, what do you think of this hire? Well, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, you know, we were talking about this, about the, the kind of ranking the hires. And, you know, I think we all think Mickey Joseph is the best hire, or at least up there. But Bill Bush, man, I mean, this guy's a great recruiter. Um, he's been around the game for a while. He obviously has the Nebraska ties. Uh, when, when he came back to Nebraska as an analyst, I mean, I think a lot of people really wanted him to be more involved with the team. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't really got anything to say. Home run. Um, you know, I, I, I will say that I am one of the people that keep saying we've had a special team coach. Jovan DeWitt has been a special teams coach. Mike Dawson was. But I... Forget dedicate or not, I think Bill Bush is just a better coach than those two. I think we got a home run guy there. Derek, what do you think? I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, I'll play devil's advocate though. Is anybody else worried? Or not I, anybody else? But is anybody worried that he has has not coached special teams since 2014? Like it's been seven years since he's coached special teams. Not particularly, mainly because our special teams was such a disaster last year. If he gives it the full uh you know if he dedicates his job to it which he obviously will be doing i mean the focus will be there he's a great coach he's proved it in the past and uh what's more interesting is does he have the players on the roster to be able to make it successful you know do we have the specialists and i think so i think we're getting those guys in uh, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, no, I, I, I do, I do have to go back to what Tyler said something about him being a great recruiter, and I, dude, I am stoked to see what our recruiting classes are going to do with Mickey Joseph and and Bill Bush recruiting. They're knocking it out of the park right now, right? I mean, yeah, this is just with transfers mostly. Well, and don't forget Travis Fisher. I mean, Travis Fisher has been a really solid recruiter for us. I mean. You know, I, I think I, the Mike Riley era, I know there's a lot of talk about you had Keith Williams and Dante Williams. And, man, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to put this staff right now up against any staff Nebraska's had in the recruiting department. If you go back and look at recruiter rankings, you know who's really quietly been a good recruiter and probably doesn't get a lot of credit for it is Barrett Rude. Yeah, he, he, he ranks probably top five of our coaches every year. For recruiting. I mean, he's not our best recruiter. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's our best recruiter, but quiet, quietly, he's one of our better recruiters. I believe the, the, the speculation is that he uh, Dawson's going to continue with outside backers and defensive line. And 
which is kind of an interesting fit, I guess, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, it's not insanely crazy. I mean, in a 3-4, your defensive or your outside backers are basically defensive ends. So, you know, the thought of a outside backers coach coaching is probably not the craziest. I mean, I would imagine Shenander's going to lean in, but I don't know. Dawson's also got to justify his $550,000 salary somehow. And now that he's not a special teams coach, I think probably needs a little bit more than uh, just coaching outside backers. Derek, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's Shenander's defense. And if you want to be successful, I think you're going to start to have to get hit your hands dirty with him. I, I, look, Taylor, you might be right. Maybe he can, maybe Dawson can handle both, but I, I it's, it's one of those things where, you got to be there and help the guy out at some point, too, I think. Well, so let me ask you guys this. If we were running a 4-3, would you guys freak out if we had a coach-coach all-defensive line? Say that again? Defensive, if, if we were in a 4-3 and a coach was coaching defensive tackles and defensive ends, all-defensive line, would you think that's a really bad idea? Uh, probably not. So I would say that, that that's kind of the parallel. I know it's different because when you say linebackers and defensive line, I feel like – but I think with what the way we run our outside backers, I mean, shit, all season they called Garrett Nelson a defensive end anyways. Like I think the way that this Shenander defense is kind of evolved, I think our outside backers are really cl- – I think they're closer to defensive linemen than they are linebackers at this point. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Derek, you have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, Tyler, you're probably right, but I, I don't know. I, no, I, I would not have a problem if, if a guy was coaching just all defensive line. But I, I don't think you're quite accurate in saying that all the outside linebackers are just basically defensive ends because they, they fall back in coverage a lot too. They do, and, and again, and I mean, you I'm don't sure. see defensive ends do that as often. I I would say this: if your if your guys' assessment is that Shenander is going to have to lean in more with the outside linebacker position group than he did last year, I would agree with that assessment. I would I would imagine there will probably be a couple of drills he will run. You know, you know they they definitely will separate drills between defensive line and outside backers and. Obviously, Dawson can't be at both of those drills, but I imagine a lot of the drills they're going to do in practice are going to overlap, um, and that's why I think there's probably assessment. And I, I don't know, may, maybe it helps because it's a little bit better rush one way or another. Maybe the defensive line learns to rush the passer a little bit better. So we are one coach away from having a completed staff right now. We're just missing a running backs coach. Uh, that should be named shortly. I imagine. <laughs> I mean, players are reporting Pro- soon. Probably, so. about, probably about the time we put this out in the morning. Probably, naturally. Well, let's talk about the thing that is uh, all of Husker Nation is really excited for it, and it's uh, the transfer guys that were that are coming in. Now, the recruiting class that signed coming out of high school, that class was you know mediocre. It wasn't uh, very exciting, but... The guys coming in right now on this uh, transfer portal, you know, 
I think that could be a whole episode by itself on what is the transfer portal good or bad, but right now we're benefiting. So we'll, we'll play along that. It's good. Uh, Tyler, talk about some of these offensive guys that we're uh, bringing in right now. Well, I guess just to clarify it, like, do you want me to go through the list of all the offensive guys or do you want me to go one by one? However you want to do it, surprise us. Okay, well, let's go one by one. And I guess I got to start with the, the I, I don't know if you would say the big name, but the the, the probably the most important position that we needed. Um, Nebraska brought in Casey Thompson, uh, the former Texas player who was a four-star out of high school. Interesting thing about him, he was... He came out of high school the same year as Adrian Martinez. Um, he has and he has two years of eligibility left. It's just crazy to think about that because Adrian Martinez had been around seemed like forever, and Casey Thompson comes in with two years left of eligibility. Um, yeah, I, I, that's the, one of the guys a lot of fans wanted to get. Um, Is he a big get, t- Tyler? I mean, you you take the former starting quarterback from Texas, I feel like that's a that's a pretty good get. I mean, again, you 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 can find flaws with anyone, right? I mean, th- these guys transfer. Most guys that are transferring are not all Americans at their current position. So obviously there's some warts on him. He, there's some flaws in him. But I think that what he does do is he can run the Whipple offense. I think that he can be a pocket passer. He and he is mobile. He isn't going to be a statue back there. Derek, what are your thoughts on Casey Thompson? I I, I like him. I think it's I think it's a good get. I know there were a few games in te- with Texas that he struggled pretty bad. I I, did, I don't watch enough Texas football to know whether he was starting some of those games because some of those games he only threw six or seven passes. So I, I, I assume he probably didn't play very much of the game. Uh, but he was obviously inconsistent in him, so he didn't stay in, or or maybe he started and got pulled. I I, I don't know. I, I I didn't pay enough attention to Texas football to know. So I I know there's some inconsistencies with him. But what I'll say is, if if Mark Whipple can turn a two star quarterback into a Heisman finalist, you have to assume he can turn a four star quarterback into something, at least what Adrian Martinez was doing or better. Well, it took three years to mold uh, Kenny Pickett there. What I will say about but but okay, you got you still got a two star versus four star. You would think you'd be able to mold him a little faster than that two star guy. So this is what I'll say about Casey Thompson, and I know a lot of Husker fans think he's going to be the savior, and he might, he might be, he might be a really good get, but you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, issues around uh, Casey Thompson. Uh, he was a four-year quarterback last year headed into 2021. He got beat out by a second-year freshman for the job. He didn't get his first start till the, to the third game. So there, there's that. He played pretty well, but he did have those two games that you're talking about where he did get pulled in uh, West Virginia and Iowa State, I think. Uh, he yeah. got pulled from those games. To be fair to him, he was battling an injury around that time, and and you know, well, that, say that, what the you injury came in the Oklahoma. These came, you know, West Virginia was the second to last game of the year. Uh, there were issues with uh, with him in the second half of this year. He would put out some pretty good numbers, 
But in the second half, he kind of struggled. There were some games where he just struggled. So, yes, he, he put up some big numbers in a few games. But he, I, I think he's going to lack the consistency uh, that Husker fans are really wanting. I mean, Adrian Martinez, he was relatively inconsistent, right? And people were kind of glad he was, he's gone. But, uh, you know... <laughs> It was funny, I was kind of looking back through that uh, that game, and I was reminded about how great of a game that Texas-Oklahoma game. Now, Casey Thompson put up some big numbers in that game. They got up to that 38-20 lead, but after halftime, he struggled. He struggled big time in that game. Uh, and he did that uh, against a couple other teams. I, I got a couple of buddies living here in Texas uh, that are huge Texas fans, and one of them follows... Texas, just like uh, we follow Nebraska. And I was talking to him about this today, asking what his thoughts. And he likes Casey Thompson. What he says about Casey Thompson is he's a locker room guy. All the guys like him. All the coaches like him. The fans liked him. Yeah, he had some struggles there, uh, but he works really hard. And uh, he he wasn't sad to see him go, but he understood it because Quinn Ewers is coming in, into Texas right now. So that job is going to be up in the air. Uh, my friend, he thinks that, you know, uh, that Casey Thompson might have been able to compete for the starting job next year. But he acknowledges all of the issues. One of the things that he said is like, it's, it seemed like after halftime, coaches kind of figured him out. And I, I asked him, because what was the narrative going on with Adrian Martinez this year, especially in the second half of the year? Is he clutch? And I asked him about Casey Thompson. Is he clutch? He's like, well, we didn't win very many games, so I would say no. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I'm yeah, just tempering you, my you, expectations. You say that, but I would say he did plenty to beat Oklahoma. No, you're, you're right. You're right, and I brought that up. I said, you know, I your say, defense was I would say he did great. plenty to beat. I would say he did plenty to beat Kansas. Yeah, he threw six touchdowns in a game. Well, he did. That wasn't a game that he struggled. Uh, let me see. He, he named. Well, I, I understand it, but it's a game they still lost. Yeah. So it's just like the Adrian Martinez thing, where everybody wants to point a finger, and they always want to point a finger at the quarterback because apparently he could have done more. But the, the guy had good games and still lost. One of the things so, that he did say was at that West Virginia game where he got pulled for uh, that uh, – his name's Card. That Card came in and finished the game. Well, Card ended up getting hurt in that game, but he fully believes that that Card would have started in their final game. But since he was hurt, Casey Thompson got that start also. So I thought that was interesting also. I, again, I, I think that when you look at this, like – I mean, I guess put it on the table. I think he is going to be our starting quarterback in 2022. Now, we still have other good quarterbacks on the roster. And when you look at the Big Ten right now, like how many teams would kill to have Tate Casey Thompson right now? I'll tell you, a team just a, just a little bit east of us, Iowa. Man, those guys would be doing backflips right now if they got Casey Thompson. And I think that I, I think he is good enough to not only get the starting job, but I think he is good enough to win some games at Nebraska. Like we don't need a massive improvement at quarterback. Adrian was, he was close. I mean, is, he was, is he a step up from Adrian Martinez? 
I, I don't know if I'll go that far. I'm interested in Derek's thoughts. I'm obviously the Adrian lover. I still love him. I think it's really close. What I will say is this. Two things. System matters. I think he fits the system, which I expect us to go to better than Adrian would have. And I can't imagine him being worse in the two-minute drill than Adrian Martinez. Like, I just can't imagine that. Derek. I. Is he a step above Adrian Martinez? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, ultimately. I mean, probably not a big step forward. Uh, but, I, but I think he's – statistically, yes, he's slightly better. He threw uh, 63% compared to 61%. But the big deal is he threw 24 touchdowns and nine interceptions, where Adrian Martinez was 14 for 10. And so I, and that's the big number to me is – He's throwing touchdowns rather than Martinez, just not. I mean, Martin, Martinez would get to the red zone, and he, that's where he struggled throwing the ball. We talk, we've talked about that for four years now. Yeah, but Adrian Martinez, would he could and would use his legs in those scenarios to oh, get absolutely. the score. Absolutely, he would. But it also it also increases injury, his injury risk. Sure. So now we got a guy that may not have to use his legs to try and get it done. If he can actually throw some touchdowns, then friggin' awesome. All right. Uh, uh, cool. Tyler, I'm, what I'm are some go, other guys? I'm, I'm going to name one more name, and then I'll go rapid fire and get your guys' thoughts. But the ne- the next name is the guy from LSU, uh, former five-star Trey Palmer. Um, obviously, the Mickey Joseph uh, thoughts are there. Um, I believe he also has two years left of eligibility. Um, guy had contributed special teams. I think a lot of people kind of, they, they talked about it. He had two uh, kick returns, one kick return, one punt return. I found it interesting that those didn't happen this year. Those were prior to 2021. Right, right. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, he was such a great specialist this year. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's probably entirely accurate, but is he an upgrade of what we've had special teams? Probably. I mean, he's at least, Return. He had a 24-yard punt return this year, which is a hell of a lot longer than any of our punt returns. I think returns, he had two returns, two punt returns over 20 yards this year. Yeah, I mean, so, again, I don't know if he was, uh, he's definitely not an all-American kicker, but definitely gives us some explosiveness there and a really, really needed body at wide receiver. Yeah, he is my favorite transfer that we've picked up, actually. I, I think uh, him coming in, uh, in this new system, he's going to be given. I mean, I think he's going to be our number one guy headed into the fall. Uh, so he's going to get the targets. I think. Yeah, I think I really like what he's he brings to the wide receiver room and in these special teams. My, he's my number one get. Derek, I mean, I maybe I I think of the reason he's the biggest get is the special teams. Maybe it wasn't this year, but it's the fact that he can do it. He's proven he can do it. And that's what we need right now more than anything in the world. I, I don't even know. I don't even care what the guy brings to the table for wide receivers because we've got 40 wide receivers on this roster. I want somebody who can damn return a, damn, a punt and a, and a kickoff because we don't have that. Yeah. I, think Mickey, I think Mickey Joseph can turn any of these wide receivers into great, great wide receivers. What I don't know if we could do is turn any of these guys into good, into good return men. And 
I, I think it's I think it's huge what he brings to the table for that. And Tyler, you bring, you bring up the fact he's a former five star, and I've I've had this question posed to me a couple of times because it depends on what you look at. He's a four star and five or a five star. Uh, the the article I read claimed he was a five star athlete, but a four star wide receiver. So I mean, take if, take that for what you will, but he's getting extra points because he's such a great return man. And I'll I'll take those points all day long. <laughs> well, oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to down a guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that what what he's bringing to the table for special teams can't be overlooked at all. No, no and Derek, you're right. And but I do think you're glossing over at wide receiver because you know it, it, it's amazing the difference that he has made in my mind. Because prior to him coming to Nebraska, I was like, you know, Samori Torrey is going to be some big shoes to fill. I like what Betts is going to bring. I like Omar Manning. I, I, I still think Oliver Martin can contribute. But I was like, God, I'm just not sure about that position. Group. Now all of a sudden is I'm Oliver like... Oliver Martin on the roster? I think he is. I mean, I haven't heard him <laughs> I, I I will tell you this. I don't think Oliver Martin plays much at all this year. Well, it, it's here's the thing. It's hard to find room. Like, we're, there's another name we're about to get to at wide receiver that a transfer that could contribute quite a bit. Like, you, you're talking about a five six man rotation at wide receiver is kind of what you would expect. Like, you you with Frost, you kind of thought maybe we'd always see more because of the up tempo offense, maybe a little bit more rotation because that's how it was at Oregon. I don't think you'll see it quite that tempo. I think the tempo we've really started to see is a five, six person rotation is what you're going to expect. Man, there's a lot of bodies going to be playing for those snaps. And I feel really a lot better because, I mean, we're deep at wide receiver. Okay. Uh, yes, it does. It doesn't. I mean, I think our, I think our, I mean, 2022 recruiting class was not the greatest, but the position I think we did well in was wide receiver. I think we did well in 2021 recruiting class. I mean, we are young, sure, but I think we we've got a lot of guys that could come in and compete. All right, what's your next guy, Tyler? Well, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna name the next uh, all the rest of the offensive transfers and just kind of we can piggyback on which guys you want to talk about, but. Um, I'm going to start with Keith Williams. He was our first transfer. We got Keith, um, the Northern Colorado Kevin Williams. lineman. Kevin Williams. He's I'm not sorry. a backup. He's, he's not a backup. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a reference to our formal, former uh, defensive lineman at Nebraska. <laughs> Nicely done there, Justin. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, Ke- well, Ke- this Kevin Williams isn't really a backup. Um, he has started uh, seven games. Uh, I'm sorry, 17 games at guard at Northern Colorado, two at tackle. Uh, we just brought in today DeAndre Jackson, uh, former three-star running back out at Texas A&M. Um, and then the other two names are Hunter Anthony, former three-star uh, lineman uh, who started a couple games um, in 2020, uh, right tackle out of Oklahoma State, and Isaiah Gar- Garcia Castaneda, let's go with that, um, from New Mexico State, who uh, had 578 yards this past season. Um, you know, kind of an under the radar guy, but um, definitely put up numbers. Not quite Samori Tory level, but um, definitely kind of the same mold there from a smaller school. I, I and I like that guy also. I like what he adds to the wide receiver room. Also, I can I can see him cracking the uh, starting rotation as well. Oh, absolutely! I mean, I tell you, I tell you, it speaks volumes for that kid that. 
I, you don't you don't see when a player joins the, the transfer portal, you don't see his numbers jump usually a ton. And this guy went from like a two star, like a point seven seven, to a point eight seven. Like he jumped a full point. Yeah, he's he's all he's damn near a four star now. Like that, that speaks volumes to what what he has actually done. Yeah, I, I I think he's one of our better gets in the transfer portal. Yeah. Now we'll see we'll see what happens in, 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 if if it pans out on the field, but I think he's a huge get for us. Yep, I, I like well, him a lot too. I I am personally most excited about the linemen. And I, I think offensive line is our weakest position. And while maybe the names and maybe the pedigree isn't quite what you wanted, I think getting more bodies into that offensive line room that have starting experience, especially in the case of Keith Williams. Gosh, I'm going to call him that all the time. Kevin Williams. <laughs> um, Kevin Williams, a guy who's a guard. I mean, we, we I feel like guard is a position we really don't have. Um to have another guy in there to compete. I mean, I think I, I I'm happy they brought in a couple of linemen. I think that was really a necessary move for 2022 because our offensive line, again, I don't know if either of these guys are starters, um, but I think that they are definitely both two deep guys and definitely something we needed. I, I have to tell you, I really hope they're not done getting an offensive lineman in here because I'd really like to see a center come in here. Yeah. Yeah, I I would too. A a proven center. I yeah. Well, that's that's I a mean, right, good point. Right now we were looking at Trent Hickson who I mean god it seems like a lifetime ago he was a starter but um yeah, I mean I, he's, I, he's he, a ser- he's a serviceable guy. I, I don't I don't want to say he can't handle the job, but if we could get if we could just get an actual center not somebody that moved over to center, but an actual center. Well, or I mean, at least someone I, I to push would feel him. a little more comfortable. Like, that who too. is our backup center right now? I don't even know who our backup center would be. I've heard Turner end. Corcoran was, yeah. was mentioned. I've heard Corcoran's snaps. name be mentioned. Which, and okay, let's just go down that rabbit hole. Well, if he does that, that that's another reason why uh, Hunter Anthony is important because now you're looking at tackle. Like, well. You gotta find us. You gotta backfill him now. And is it Benar? Is it? I mean, Prohaska. I think Prohaska's pencil. Prohaska. I think if he's healthy, we'll start. But that's one tackle. We have two tackle spots. If right now you pencil in Corcoran for that other one. So if he's going to center or guard, you need another tackle. That's either back to Benar or maybe Hunter Anthony. I, I all I gotta say is Donovan Rayola. He has his hands full with the offensive line, putting all these puzzle pieces together. We're going to find out real quick if he's up to task. I mean, this he's not walking into an enviable position by no means. No, 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 no. he isn't. And recruiting the last couple cycles, we haven't hit there. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, so it, it will be interesting to see. Well, maybe not a couple cycles. Maybe the last. Henry Lutovsky was a was a big get. Yeah, yeah, he was a good get. He could compete this year. Uh, um, Prochaska was a big get. Yeah. Okay, I stand corrected. Twenty. The last recruiting cycle was good. This last the twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two's recruiting cycle sucked at offensive line. All but, I gotta say, I, I wonder, I, and I wonder how much of that was uh, on purpose to try and get them through the portal that rather than because they knew we needed immediate help. Yeah, that 
true. I mean, Sichterman going ahead and retiring uh, bit us in the ass. He was he might have been our second best lineman last year. Camp Jurgens uh, opting you know to go pro. That's going to kick us in the nuts big time. I mean, that's our biggest loss for sure. Yeah. Replacing him, but Sichterman also, which is which is funny because we spent three years bitching about him. Yeah. Then he finally had a good year, and he's off to the pros. Yeah, he he finally puts it together and gives us the big old middle <laughs> finger and says, "Figure it out, fuckers." <laughs> well, my, my, I guess my last thing on offense before we turn over to Derek for defense is we haven't really talked about the running back DeAndre Jackson. Um, any thoughts on him coming in? Any, I mean, the the coaches recruited him hard out of high school. He was a three star out of high school. Nothing really there. I mean. I don't love our running back room, but I, I think we're – I don't want to poo-poo on it, but I feel we're better than him. I, I feel like he is, like, coming in at fifth at running back. Like, I feel like he is not – I don't know. I'm not overly – I don't even think him seeing him making the three deep. Maybe not even four deep. No, I mean, he he's another body. I mean, we've already had two guys leave with Seven Morrison, who's now at Kansas, and Marvin Scott, who's now at FIU. They're gone. And then I heard, well, I saw tonight, and I, I wasn't able to verify it, but, well, unless you guys know, did Step transfer? Nah, I thought I yet. thought I saw something about Step uh, is gone. Yeah, that, that would be, that would be breaking news, Justin. Uh, mm. So I, I don't, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, but the, the, the nice thing about DeAndre Jackson is, he does have four years of eligibility ahead of him. So, I mean, he's a big bodied back, you know, maybe 2022 it, it, isn't his year to get his, the snaps. But as you start looking at a couple years down the road, I mean, another body is probably nice to have. It, it makes me wonder how much they're trying to change that running back position too. Now though, with his size, he's 5'11", 230 pounds. That gives us, it, it, unless Step is gone, it gives us three running backs over two hundred or two hundred thirty pounds or more. Yeah. So, so it just it's weird that it's, it's kind of like we talked about the overall of the wide receiver core the last year or two, where we're going up to these bigger bodied wide receivers, and it seems like we're doing the same thing with running backs, only going after big, heavier set power runners rather than. Top end speedsters. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good call out, Derek. I mean, it, you know, I don't know what that means, but it does. I, I don't know what it means like either. Uh, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of speculation that maybe it means we're bringing a fullback back, and I don't know that I buy that. But I mean, Jack has Yance, two hundred forty five pounds. Uh, Steps two hundred thirty. This new guy's two thirty. I mean. I'll, most of our wide receiver or our running back group is well over 200 pounds now. And, I mean, it's it's, it's a long stretch from the 180-pound Maurice Washington we were running with. <laughs> if he was 180. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and much bigger than Wondell Robinson. Yeah. Absolutely. It. All right, Derek, uh, take us through the some of the defensive – pickups that we've had and the special teams pickups we've had out of the transfer portal 
All right, well, I'm just going to run through them because I really only got about three names here. So uh, Tommy Hill was the only defensive guy, cornerback out of Arizona State, played 11 games last year. Again, I don't watch Arizona State enough to know what he really did, but I assume it was mostly on special teams. He did have four kickoff returns for 79 yards, averaging almost 20 yards a, a return. So there's a, here's another guy who we know has at least a little bit of experience returning kickoffs. Uh, he had nine tackles, but I couldn't find anything defensive stats, so I think those tackles probably came on special teams. But I, I didn't watch the guy play a lot. But he's a, he's a four-star cornerback coming in, so you have to assume that the talent in that room's still looking pretty Pretty hefty. Yeah, he can uh, compete with with all the people leaving. He can certainly compete for a starting job. I mean, I to, to me, I think the the, the biggest competitions going on right now are probably uh, Quentin Newsom and uh, Braxton Clark on one side, and Tyreek Johnson, a former five star guy that came here from Ohio State, and Tommy Hill. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it. it- and there's other guys that could be mentioned in this too. I just, but you're you're looking at four and five star guys competing for a job. It's nice to see that a little bit. Well, Tommy Hill is 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 not my number one, but I am really excited about him. And and to the point that you guys mentioned, I think we he can compete this year. Um, I, I really like him, and the but the probably the bigger thing is the loss of JoJo Doman. Like, I don't know what they do with that position. I don't know if it's just, if an outside backer is going to be able to do it. So could we actually need to have five defensive backs out there a little bit more this year? Like, is that really a thing? And then if that's the case, man, we lost a lot of defensive backs this last year. I mean, we again, we have Buford. We just brought in Gold, uh, the, the our number one recruit in the 22 class. So there's guys that are going to compete in that position group besides the ones you mentioned, but... Yeah, I mean, there there is um, another but, body because we really needed a another body in the position that I think we really need. But you, but you have to think that they kind of have a leg up a little bit. Like, I'm not guaranteeing that any of those guys I mentioned are starting, but yeah, you kind of have to think they have a little bit of a leg up. Well, I will guarantee Quint Newsom starts. I, I, I mean, that would – I think Quint yeah. Newsom quietly right. had a pretty good – I think his second half he started playing a lot better football. And Miles Farmer, I know we're not talking about safety, but I'm pretty confident he's a starter. But yeah, I mean, but yeah. All right, who else, Derek? All right, so we got. Uh, let's see if I can even say these names close to right. Uh, Timmy Bleakroad. <laughs> these names aren't exciting, uh, but he was a place kicker and a punter at Furman. Uh, he did. He and, he and he was. He did both duties last year. He was their kicker and their punter. He was 15 for 18 with a long of a 51-yard field goal. I mean, that's a pretty big step up if we can get that out of him Yeah, from what, from what we had. Uh, he punted 52 times and averaged 42 yards a punt. Nice. I, I, again, that's about what Preserve Strip was doing. But Preserve Strips was all – Skewed off the 84-yard punt, too. So, uh, And then we picked up uh, Brian Buscini. I assume that's how you say his name. Kid out of Montana. 
Uh, he was the FCS punter of the year last year. Averaged forty three yards a punt. That would that would average that would be a top fifteen punter right now in the country. Wow. So you had that, me at that's hello. A big get. <laughs> so I, I but listen, I I know these guys aren't exciting because you're looking at special teams guys, but man, with all the problems we have with special teams, these might be our two best transfers right here. Well, I mean, God, I mean, I think they are exciting as bad as special teams have been. You add those guys in there along with, you know, add Bill Bush to the equation. I mean, these are pieces that he can work with. We already talked about Trey Palmer uh, on the offensive side of the ball. If he could be an average returner on uh, kickoff returns and punt returns, and then you have these two guys uh, kicking the ball or and punting the ball, I think we're in. Now, the, I think we're in shape. This Brian Buscini has actually done a lot of talking with uh, Sam Cook. Oh, nice! And and I, I didn't realize I didn't even know this was possible. So I was reading an article tonight, and apparently Sam Cook has eighteen different types of punts that he punts in the NFL. Eighteen. What? I didn't. Yeah, swear, swear to God, that's what the article stated. I don't. I, you got knuckleball? There's a banana punt, a, a knuckleball, a boomerang. I, anyway. Why the hell would you want to kick a boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Caleb Whiteborn. I'm pretty sure that he <laughs> he created he the boomerang. <laughs> so I, I, obviously, I'm not a punter, so I don't know what all these things mean. But so so, but he's been working with Sam Cook, and he's worked with uh, a couple other NFL punters in in the past. To help him out, and so it was just kind of interesting to hear that this FCS punter that nobody ever really heard of, unless you were a Montana fan, has been working with all these NFL guys. Hey, good for him, man. Good for us. Good for Nebraska. I, good for Scott Frost, man. This is the type of shit that he needs. This is the type of shit that he needed four years ago. You know. <laughs> And don't forget, we picked up the Charlie Weinreich, Weinrich, the five-star kicker. Everybody wants to talk about the five-star kicker. Oh, Tyler loves that. Tyler, what do you think about that five-star kicker? You know what? He he was a five-star kicker in a camp, <laughs> along with four or five other guys in that same camp. So, I, but, I mean, but look, you, you can mock it all you want, but there's hundreds of guys at this camp, and there's, he was one of three or four guys that got five that was rated a five star out of this cold can't yeah. kicking. I, no, and, it's I, the, and I do it's the whole narrative though. I, I know no, I it, get it. I get it. It, 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 it. it blows me away that anybody actually thought he was rated a five star by recruiting services. And I, I know, mean, Ju- and I know Justin was one of them. He, I bought, I bought into it. It's like a five star, and we didn't offer. I mean, him. We asked a five star to walk on. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing with our lives? Oh, it's a five star at a camp. <laughs> but, but to your point, Derek is another guy that could compete. And absolutely, I mean, and we, we, I mean, guys, are, I mean, I don't know what our record would have been if we had average special teams in twenty twenty one. I mean, last year was such a weird year, I will but say, we would I will have say won this. more games. We would have been bowling this year if we, if we had just average special teams. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I mean it, maybe, it, maybe that's not great, but we would have at least been bowling. Would we have taken Rugger's spot in that bowl game at, as a 5-7 and seven team? No, I think we would have been legit. You think we would have been legit? You think three yeah. games? 
Oh yeah. You're willing to call three games? Okay. Yeah. But but it, it again, you know, we we joke about Nebraska winning the offseason. I think this is a but I I really feel like this is the year that we have won the offseason. I feel like I feel like there was a lot of moves that like you know, you go in these off seasons like, you're like, gosh, I think we need to do this. I think we need to do this. Frost checked almost every box of things you need to go do, and maybe not every guy is going to be a home run that he brought in as a transfer. Maybe we're not done. I mean, there's still speculation of another quarterback, uh, uh, Purdy, former FSU quarterback. There's a FCS All American lineman that's set to visit. So there's still maybe a couple more names that come into the pipeline, but. I mean, I, I I really love these moves with the transfer portal. I mean, and, and we just saw it. Michigan State, they turned around their team with the transfer portal. And, gosh, I mean, maybe we maybe we can follow suit this year. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, right? I mean, God, but we're going to have to get down to that scholarship level. I mean, the more guys that we bring in, the more guys that we're going to have to, you know, separate from right no you, yeah you're de- you're definitely gonna lose some more guys come spring we're gonna, we're gonna have to lose i think last i heard is four or five guys we're gonna have to lose right now which yeah, so. actually is one of the more remarkable things this offseason so far is that we haven't seen an exodus i yet. know we can't get anybody to leave now <laughs> now that we need people to leave we can't get them to leave well we have smart players they're looking at that transfer portal <laughs> people go in but they never come out <laughs> so i mean it's like don't go in there i want i want my school paid for you know i'm not i'm not going in there nobody comes out of it i mean Bruce washington finally picked up a school i saw that grambling right yeah wow so if you he haven't played the transfer portal in 2019, wow! So if you haven't played in three years, how many years of eligibility does he have left? Is he going to be playing for another four years? I mean, where is he at right now in eligibility? He, pro- he probably still has three. He 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 doesn't have uh, that freshman year. He definitely doesn't have an eligibility year after that. But but he probably could have redshirted his sophomore year because he only played in two or three games before they finally. Kicked him off the team. That was 2019. Like that's how long ago. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he came his in freshman, Frost first his class. Fr- and his he freshman a- year. His freshman year was 2018. We've won Frost like six games since we kicked him off the <laughs> team. Six freaking games is what we've won. I, t- I, t- and I tell you what, I wish we had him back because he was a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He was fun to watch run the ball. Yeah. And he was pretty good uh, catching the ball out of the backfield also. I mean, he could, he could do it all. Oh, what could have been? <laughs> Derek, is there anybody else? Uh, no, not really. That's about it. All right. So I, we probably talked through this already, but I, I still have to ask. Out of all those transfers, I think there's 10 of them right there, right, that we mentioned. Which of those guys can make – has a chance to make an immediate impact. So I'll, I'll just kind of guide this. We, we all say Casey, uh, Casey Thompson, that's a given, right? 100%. Casey Thompson, uh, he can make an immediate I, I impact. I don't know if he's 100%, is he? With his inconsistencies, you don't think that maybe Logan Smothers 
could beat them out or yeah i mean i i could see that i mean it would it would have to be I mean, I, pretty bad i, I mean I, I would put them at 90 percent probably but i think there's still a shot that smothers could unseat him i i would equate this to the 2020 quarterback competition with adrian martinez luke mccaffrey i think that like casey thompson i think is I, I really think that he's going to be the starter. I think that the coaches are going to say there's a competition. There might be a little bit of a one. I, I just, I, I just, I, in my mind, there's no doubt he is going to be week one starter, but he's probably going to have a pretty short leash, um, especially with everything on the line for Frost this year. I, that's how I really see it playing out. I mean, the coaches, pro- Frost had to tell him, you're going to be the guy to get him to come to Nebraska, right? He had to have told them, you're going to be the guy. I, I don't think so. But if he's not the guy, maybe they just, I don't know, forget to give him directions in Ireland. <laughs> Leave him there. And all of a sudden, he's playing on the soccer team somewhere. <laughs> My God, is that the second soccer reference we've had on this podcast? Wow. Amazing times. 2022 is shaping up to be a weird year already. <laughs> uh, but, say, yeah, so I want to say... Casey Thompson. Uh, unless something happens, I think the job's already been promised to him. He's going to be the guy. Uh, the next guy, my guy, Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer. He's a shoe-in. I think he's going to start. What do you guys think? I buy that. It would be a shock if he didn't. All right. And the third guy here uh, that I want to bring up, uh, Derek, help me out, Castanato. Uh did I say it right? Isaiah, oh. Isaiah Garcia. Isaiah, let's just call him Isaiah Garcia. Close <laughs> enough. IGC. IGC. I, I think he <laughs> has a hell of a chance to make an immediate impact and possibly start. Agree? I don't Agreed. know about that one. Really? I, I agree. Okay. I agree, yes. I, I, I wouldn't shock me if he gets some snaps in there, but I, I mean. Don't think he's he going to start... be even a rotational guy? I, okay, so. Again, if he's going to start, let's just say start, that means Omar Manning or Xavier Betts would not start. And I just think, you know, both of them had a little bit higher pedigree. Both of them have played at Nebraska. Both of them have been productive at Nebraska. I mean, I, I do I think that he has a shot to be one of the five or six? Yeah, I, I, I would I would say a strong possibility. I think a start, to me, I, I would be a little surprised. But I see him like a Levi Falk. I think that that's kind of the role that he comes in at. Okay. And then uh, for the purpose of this, I'm just going to group in both of those special teams guys that you talked about, the punter and the punter slash kicker. Whatever their names are, I'll let you say their names, Derek. (laughs) But those two guys, I think they are going to be the guys headed into 2022. Say, the, say those names again. Uh, Timmy Bleak Road. <laughs> I like when you say it. And Brian Buscini. Say that again. Brian Buscini. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have no... And, and I'm probably wrong on both of them. And if I am, I apologize to both of them. Yeah. But... Hey, they're, they're still new to us, too, damn it. So... <laughs> so... Anybody else that we've pulled out of the transfer portal that could make uh, an immediate impact? Tom, uh, uh, Tommy Hill, 
Tyler, I mean, I know that you are kind of high on him. What do you think? Yeah. Immediate impact? I, I give him a higher shot than Isaiah Garcia. Really? Mm. I, I disagree. I, I think Isaiah Garcia has a much better shot at playing right away. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Hill will probably get some playing time, but I don't know if I, I, I – maybe I'll put too much stock into, into like, a Tyreek Johnson here. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that aspect, right? Tyreek Johnson, he was a five-star uh, transfer from Ohio State. And he's he's been here for a year now. He's and, getting the system down. Well, I mean, his first year, I mean, it took him a while to learn the defense – to get to a position to where he even played. And I don't even know, did he ever play a defensive snap last year? Not many. Maybe in Northwestern. Okay. So then you have this guy coming in from Arizona State. Is he that established that he can come in, pick this thing up, I, and I know, play? I know, what, Tyler, I know what Tyler's answer is going to be. Maybe not, but we've lost so many secondary guys. There's a lot of wide open spots. Yeah. Well, th- and I just think there's better guys that know the system a hell of a lot better. I think there is that learning curve I, I, when you come I, in. I, I think so, too. And I think maybe he could be an impact guy later down the road. I just don't see him doing it right away. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, again, the, the, he wasn't some, I mean, he was a top 300 24-7 composite guy. That doesn't I mean, mean shit. Was, that doesn't mean well, shit. I know, but, but it's not like he's two, three years removed. I mean, this guy is a good was was a good prospect. He he's gotten playing time. I yeah. I I think that he. But again, I think most of his playing time was on special teams. I get it. But he was a true freshman last but, year, and I mean, he's playing in that defensive mecca in the Pac-12. I mean, fair how the hell? <laughs> you know, well, I, I get it. And again, I so yeah. I I would say I maybe maybe I I I guess kind of go down. I would be. I don't want to say shocked, but. I don't know which of these offensive linemen it is, but I really do think one of these offensive linemen transfers are going to start. I, really? I don't know quite which one. I I just I have a hard time naming five starters that are coming back. I would say Hunter Anthony starts before any of the rest of them. I mean, he he is a little bit higher pedigree, right? Like he is. I mean, a guy. Well, again, he's play, he's played guard. He's played tackle. I mean. So you can kind of you kind of move you can kind of move him around a little bit. Again, Raola has got a tough he's got a really tough assignment. It, it's not even just trying to find the guys. I mean, you have a lot of guys that played different positions. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, Trent Hickson is our most senior lineman. I mean, he is our well, he will be a senior, but he will be our oldest lineman well, on the roster. Well, that's not fair. He's almost my age. I mean, that guy's been around <laughs> for a long time. But, he, he's, put, I mean, he's, pushing, he's pushing for Justin's age, I think. Oh, my God. I hope not, because my knees can't do shit anymore. <laughs> but, no, no I mean, all, the guys that, all the guys there for offensive linemen, those are some young dudes. He's dealing with a lot of young dudes. Yeah. The, the, fun, the funny thing is the guy probably returning with most starts – Probably almost got to be Bryce Benhart at this point. Yeah, and we don't even know if he'll be starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, think, I, th- I think the average person anticipates him not starting. I I have a hard time believing he would start at tackle at this point. I I, I can't. 
I think he's too big to go anywhere else. I I, I know. I know that's the thing. I mean, Turner, I, Corker, Turner Corcoran's borderline. I I think you could move him around a little bit, but Bryce Benhart's six nine. I just I don't. Outside of tackle, I don't know if there's a lot of spots for him on on the, on the offensive line. I mean, again, I, I think the days of having needing a six four, six five guard is dead. I think you can be a little bit taller. He's definitely I ten, pushing I ten, it. I, I tend to agree with that, but six nine, I think, is still just like. Are there guards that big much. though? I, we did this exercise at one point. Probably, if you go back to this, I think we looked this up. Like, I mean, there's guards out there that are six eight, out there six seven. I, I don't know if I've seen a six nine, but like if you if uh, on you college play, rosters or NFL on rosters. college roster on college roster, but mm-hmm. I, if you can play guard at six eight, I mean, is it that much of a stretch to say can you play at six nine? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna come I, down I, to I, athletic. It's gonna come down to athletic ability, and the problem is I just don't know if he's fast enough to play guard. Yeah, and, and again, not th- not to go down the Bryce Benhart thing, and before we just write him off, I mean. The guy had a really good freshman, a, a pretty good freshman campaign. Definitely took a sophomore slump. Maybe a better coach gets more out of him. I mean, he was a really high four star. Like again, and, the, guy, the guy's career is not dead. I, I don't the, think the, the truth. The truth of the matter is, he got benched. Uh, what game was it? Was it, was it the Northwestern game? He right got benched the for the Northwestern. Yeah. And, and when he came back in after that, he was. Better. He still wasn't great, but he was better. He was better. I I buy that. And again, so but yeah, I, I think that offensive line needs help. I think the the difference between again, going back to I, Isaiah Garcia, because I think you guys have pissed. I just like our depth there. I think that you look at the guys like Decoldis, you bring in Victor Jones, um I I'm blanking like Grimes from last year. Um I mean you brought you have Sean Hardy, Latrell Neville. Hart, yeah, Neville, I mean Will Nixon and Alani Brown, those are guys that we thought Wyatt Lever. Wyatt Lever's still around. He started game one. I mean, like, so you still have, like, again, when you're talking about this, I mean, Oliver Martin. Didn't Wyatt Lever start, like, game one that we ever played? Like, back in, like, 1879. That guy's been around forever, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just. COVID. Covid will age you, man. <laughs> but, but I mean, we, we just we have a lot of bar- bodies at this, and not that Isaiah Garcia isn't a name to be mentioned. Not that he shouldn't be, but like that—that's what I'm saying. Like, I just I I, th- I I think there's another starter, and it, this this was a transfer from last year, and he played a lot last year. But that Nor- Noeli, is is he a candidate for maybe a center spot? He, he played guard well. I don't know if he could switch over to center or not, but. I I, shoot, he, I, don't I think know. he I think he was one of our better offensive linemen last year. I th- I thought he did a hell. Of a job. He was he, yeah he was awesome. He was good. I mean he was he was a bruiser out there. I I, I think I think outside of Corcoran and maybe Prochaska, he's probably your next guaranteed starter on the offensive line. Yeah, I buy that. I I just want to go back to IGC one more time. Because you know you're talking about every time all... you say every time you say I think of IGA, IGA, <laughs> not the grocery store. I'm talking about IGC, uh, the wide receiver transfer. But <laughs> so, Tanner, you keep bringing all these names, and the only difference between all these names that Nebraska has and IGC is experience. Yeah. IGC has all the experience and all the yards and you know all the accolades. All the other guys that you're mentioning 
competing for that starting spot. Man, there, there's been no evidence that the coaching staff has had any confidence in them to even put them on the field last year. Well, so I, I have a rebuttal and that, there. And that's why they went out and they got this guy because he can come in and make an immediate impact. And I think he will. I, again, I think he was a good get. And I think he, I, again, I, when I, I don't know if we talked about this, but I thought we need to bring in two transfer wide receivers. I, I, I and I did think that because I thought, you know, we, we needed it. But then we end up finishing the recruiting cycle pretty strong and brought into coldest. And it's like, okay, that's another four star ish guy that at wide receiver. I, and then, you know, you kind of start sitting there. It's like, okay, well, now you start. And I didn't realize Wyatt Lever was still on the roster. And I'm like, but does that matter? Well, he, I mean, he started. I mean, he had playing time. You say coaches didn't trust him, but he started game one. Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Lever will be the spring game MVP. Very possible. Very yeah. possible. I mean, but I, I just, I sit there and I say, like, again, wide receiver, I don't, for a while under Scott Frost, I, I used to think you needed seven bodies to really be able to play under Scott Frost. With that much rotation, that quick of offense, you need to be able to get guys in and out, quick changes. Um I don't know if I buy that under the way that Frost has evolved, especially bringing a Whipple. I, I think you're looking at five, six wide receivers. I, again, it, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I didn't look this up with uh, – I looked it up for everyone else except for IGA. Um, <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> we just need to call him gro- – we're just going to call him the grocery store. The grocery store I, – I didn't look up the grocery store, oh, but yeah. but I don't know how many years he's got left. Um but yeah, I mean, I think again, more depth isn't bad. I again, the, the, here's the positive thing. I think we went through transfers. I don't know how many we end up. I think we're at ten transfers. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here saying like eight, seven or eight could be immediate contributors next year. No, you are. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you don't think any of these linemen are going to play? No, I don't. I, I don't think they're immediate impact guys. I think there's exactly five guys. So you don't think. So you don't think the, either of the offensive linemen are going to start? No. So let me ask you this. What's the over-under set? Uh, how many receivers that Mickey Joseph says we have available? Because Troy ten. Walters said that we had six <laughs> eight or, or nine. seven. We have eight or nine guys <laughs> that can play right away. Oh, it, 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 is, it is double digits this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, God dang. You know, I. You Don't know, get excited. Man, I year, love Justin. Mickey Do Joseph. He's my excited. number one coach, right? And he came out and he said that all my wide receivers will play special teams. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! We heard this from Travis <laughs> Fisher. And what do, what do we do in special teams? We play all the third stringers, second and third teamers. That's who we're throwing out there. I'm like, oh my God, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not his decision. Well, okay. So two things there. One, can we just make a pact that when tra- when Mickey Joseph in- undoubtedly says that we have ten wide receivers deep, we don't make a segment out of it? Like, let's just let it oh, slide. No. no, absolutely not. We are gonna talk about it. And just speculate and, who the ten guys are, and then we're gonna be disappointed in the fall <laughs> because this is what we do. God no. damn it, this is what Husker fans do. And ju- Justin's at the end of the year, we were like, God damn, it, we only had three wide receivers, <laughs> two two running backs had more receiving <laughs> yards than our right wide receivers. Uh, and, My and, God, and, and Justin's gonna hold it over his head. All remember when he said he had ten guys? Okay, so that's one. And two, 
I know that there's this like Alabama like is a great example. They're starting wide receivers to special teams, and I'm all for it. I don't think that's a necessity. Like when I, when I hear coaches say that, I'm like, you know, I don't know if my best wide receiver I really want to see out there on punt return uh, coverage. Like I don't. Well, I'll tell cool you what I don't want to see. I don't know if it's need important. Like, I'll tell you what I don't want to see is Oliver Martin. Well, he was on. I don't think he was on punt coverage. Well, I don't want to see him out there. Period. <laughs> hey, you know what? He was an upgrade this year. Like when we saw the he, first, part he was of the an season, upgrade from Cam Taylor Britt and, and <laughs> the, Brody the, Bell. Pre, the preseason All Big Ten punt returner. Ah. Yeah, Phil Still, you got that one wrong, bud. And his first punt return as a safety. I think he got the yips after that. I'm, I'm convinced. I think that that just got into his head. Uh, but anyway, uh, again, we, I, we, I, love, I, we love Cam Taylor a bit, Britt, by the way. 100%. Wish he was coming on special back. special teams. Then he God, if he was coming back, I'd, if, if he was coming back, I'd crown us national championships right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 15,000 to one, baby. Hey, so I got a serious question because, you know, the the whole joke out is out there, you know, the off-season national championships. I hate, I hate that joke. Are, are you guys way. buying into, headed in 2022 and all the, this off-season hype, are you buying into this hype at all? Or are you kind of like tempering your expectations a bit? I just want to know where your headset is right now. Uh, Derek, what, what about you? Where, where are you right now? I think our win total improves dramatically, but it's not because of the hype. It's because of the schedule. Okay, so so like all this other hype and like everybody wants to applaud, uh, you know, and, and any new development in Huskerland is like, oh, yeah, sign us up. No, Play, I mean. Plan of the title I mean, game. I, 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 I do believe Scott Frost has made a lot of right moves. But I don't know that it, I don't know that it equates to year one. We're winning the West. Yeah, but I, but I do love our schedule this year. This is the easiest schedule we've had since 2016. Yeah, Tyler, what about you? How are you buying into this hype? I, I would say I'm tempering expectations. I mean, here here's the way I look at it. 2021 was the weirdest year of college football I've ever seen in my life for Nebraska. Like, I watched that team. That team played like a 9-10 win team. They just didn't win games. And Scott Frost has made the right moves. So the question is, is he's made the right moves. The team was already good. To Derek's point, the schedule gets easier. A lot of things are lining up. But all things considered, we still didn't win games last year. So, like, I don't know. Was it a fluke? Was that the problem? Like... Or is there something you know systemic that's causing us not to do it? And if it was systemic, did was it Adrian Martinez? Was it Lubick? Was it Ryan Held? Was it Greg Austin? Was it these moves? And I don't know. I don't know that answer. So I think I would say I'm tempered. I would say that waking up on January 11th, 2022, I am optimistic about this team heading into next year, I don't know if I will be predicting us to win the Big Ten West. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm really holding myself back because there are some exciting things going on. Like, I do I do like a lot of these transfers. 
And I, I don't mean to demean some of the guys that I don't think that are going to be that I don't deem immediate impacts. I think every transfer that we picked up is meaningful. I think there's a lot of good dudes there. Uh, I, that causes a lot of excitement. I like the the coaching staff changes. I'm approving now, but part of me in the back of my mind, like you know, I, I love Bill Bush and I think he's the right guy. But I, you know, the cynical part of me looks at it as like, you know, Scott Frost, he screwed up that special teams hire three times before. You know, with Jovan DeWitt, uh, Rutledge, and. Uh, with Dawson, I'm like, do and, and then the offensive coordinator position, he screwed that up two times before, also. So the cynical part of me really kind of comes out there, but I do like the hires. I like the movement. I will say I'm not quite sold on the direction of changing up the offense as drastically as what it seems on the surface. And maybe when you dig deep, it's not really that big of a change. But on the surface, it looks like it's a really big change. So I'm tempering my expectations that this stuff has a lot of uh, unanswered questions. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like headed in the 2022, I don't know what this product is going to look like. You're adding a whole bunch of ingredients with a whole new bunch of chefs coming in. What does that really look like? I mean, what would, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to buy in. I know there's a lot of people out there that are loving everything that you say, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and you guys are, and I'm trying to do my best, but I've been burned way too many times. We've all been burned way too many times. So I'm just trying to absorb all of it and take it, take the good where I can find it. So, so I, sometimes I wish you would just take it. Just take it. Justin. I'm, I'm not. I'm not just taking that pill. So, Justin, I think you said something. Then, then you're talking about. Then you're vaccinated, about, double boosted, and all that stuff. You bought in. I, I wasn't talking about a pill or a vaccine either. Oh. Just take it. Oh, oh. So, Justin, you said something there that. I thought I think is really really good. I think that you're right. I think there's a lot of really good ingredients. And when I start, we talked about this at wide receiver, not to beat a dead horse, but like where, where this gets really tricky for Scott Frost, for Mickey Joseph, for all the coaches, are things like that. Like, okay, there there's probably not a large margin between who our number two or three wide receiver is and who our eighth wide receiver is. There probably isn't a giant margin there. Okay. Um. And and you may agree or disagree. disagree how you in, how how you integrate the Mark Whipple? Like how much do you try to keep what it is? What we've done that again? I think our offense has been successful. It may not be what he, Scott Frost promises, but our offense hasn't been a dumpster fire. Right. Like and and so how do you integrate what Mark Whipple does? Because you brought him in for a reason. It's not just to run your offense. Like how do you integrate that? Like. How do you do all these things? Uh, how how do you change special teams? Because I know it's easy just to point and say, Mike Dawson, you suck. That's the reason our special teams coach. But you said it, Justin. Like, it's not like Scott Frost has sat by for four years and hasn't changed something on special teams. I mean, we've tried 18 different kickers in the last four years. <laughs> like, we've had three different coaches. Like, we've tried different things and just yeah. haven't got a result. Like, is it just we've had a bad bad players now maybe we got the right guy like i i think that there's 
a lot of very, very tough decisions and processes that that, that need to be reviewed. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he's he's changed quite a bit to the team, and it, it always has the same result. That, that's that's the, the frustrating thing. You know, you're talking about the offense. Scott Frost is building something great. He's building it. Can't you see it? Well, he fired half of his – well, he fired basically all of his offensive staff. What did he build that was so great if he and fires it was good. all Our of them? Our offense was good. Our offense was good. I, I mean, I think our offense was better than our defense was yeah. last year. I mean, but it doesn't matter. It, like, it's so it, – anyway, that, different rabbit hole. But, like, this will be an interesting thing. But I, I to Derek's point, like, you got to be sitting here saying, like, we have not had a transfer portal like this. I mean, when you look at the Big Ten, Nebraska is undeniably doing some great things in the transfer portal compared to what our competitors are doing. Yeah. Bringing in Mark Whipple. Well, we, we are Mickey number jo- six in the transfer portal. But, yeah, I mean, God, <laughs> I, those rankings in the transfer portal are – they're not the same as recruiting rankings, right? No, they're, stu- they're stupid as hell. It, they're, they're, it is they- stupid because they're rewarding the more transfers you get. Yes. And it's like, uh, uh, I don't know if I does, want to be on the top recruiting of that. Rankings do, the recruiting rankings do the same thing. They to do. They do that. But it has to be weighted differently because there, there's a lot. Like, if you look at the Big Ten, like, Indiana has, like, uh, more transfers than us. But like every other team, they're not bringing in as many transfers. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it depends on how. It de- all depends on the team needs. That's what the transfer portal's there for, right? It's team so, needs, and it we is. have a lot of needs headed into twenty twenty two. So, so interesting an- antidote maybe for you guys and maybe for listeners. But so I, I had someone explain to me the transfer portal because I, I, I was talking to someone about the rankings. And they were talking about when when a high school recruit comes out and the rankings are based by all these sites, they're they're basically projecting what their pro level is going to be. Like it's not what their college level is necessarily; it's what they think of them as a potential NFL player down the road. So that's why like five stars are guys that they think are going to be first round draft picks. I might give these numbers wrong. Four stars are guys they think could be second, you know, NFL draft pick. Whatever it is. Well, the thing with the transfer portal is the same logic. The difference is you just have a little bit more evidence. So it's it's when these guys get downgraded to like a three star or whatever, it's because at that point you like say, yeah, he might be a good college player, but he's really not going to be an NFL guy because you have a little bit more film on him. You know a little bit more than just the random like, yeah, high school thing. So I take that with a grain of salt because like you look at a Casey Thompson, like he's like a three star in the transfer portal, I think he's be- like he's better than the Joe Schmo three-star quarterback coming out of high school. Like, because you know for sure what he's going to be. So okay. I think that that's that that's that, the that, difference is that the the unknown is is all projection out of high school and the transfer portal. They try to get the what they actually are. That that's fair and that's that's awesome to hear, but it kind of goes against everything your thoughts on IGA. We, we what, can't that, let this that, IGA shit stick, guys. <laughs> we can't let that happen. So, I mean, the, my, my point is, you sit here and talk about all, all these players and all of a sudden they're 
projected on how they actually played in college. And this guy upgraded to almost a four-star, and you don't even see him getting much playing time. Fair. And maybe I'm off on him. Maybe I'm off on him. I I guess where, where, where I'm at on him is I think people are ready to crown him the next Samori Tori. And I think that is unrealistic. What's wrong with that? That would be fantastic if he was. I just think that Smoratory put way better numbers at FCS than he did. And I just don't think it's fair to say a guy that is a borderline NFL draft pick that, like, yeah. But he he also wasn't an FCS guy. He was New Mexico State's. It's a. It's FBS. It's it's FBS. I mean, it's. He's played against, you know. He's played against Division One talent. They're what in the Mountain West? Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, he's played against teams like Boise State. I mean, I, but anyway, we can talk about that later. But anyway, guys, this was a good one. I thought this was going to be a short episode, but anytime we talk about football, it's never short. Uh, no, I, I believe I told you this the other night when we. Discussed what we were going to talk about. You were like, oh, that's going to be a really short episode. And I said, no, it'll be over an hour. Well, if you guys wouldn't talk so much on a podcast, I mean, it's, it's well, Quit ridiculous. asking so many questions. <laughs> so so I, will, I will say. Oh, shit. I, I guess we as, we, as, we as, bought as, Tyler time. <laughs> as, well, I was just looking up New Mexico State's record. Did you know New Mexico State played Alabama this year? Yeah. They did not fare well. No. They did. I think I think the line on that game was like fifty four points or some shit. They didn't cover, uh, <laughs> and they uh, shouldn't have. No, but all right. But but what I was going to say is, I as we wrap this up, I know it's the beginning of a new year. College football just ended. I don't know. Next time we'll be back. I don't know if it's going to be spring ball. Like so. I, well, I, I, I can tell you one thing: that when we will be back, we are going to be back on a live stream. With the Generation Rod Generation Red podcast uh, at Gen Red Pod. If you're not following them already, please follow them. They're great. We've done live streams with them before. Been on their podcast, Father Son Duo, Scott and Ken. They're awesome. They're funny, Uh, and we'll be back with them Sunday night. So check out that live streams. Uh, stay tuned to our Twitter or their Twitter, and we'll have all the details. You can follow that live stream on Twitter, Facebook, or on their YouTube page. But we'll send out the details uh, shortly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be back. We'll, we'll be back doing our podcast here shortly, soon, I guess. Rainbow is not that far away. Spring ball is not too far away, but you know uh, we're we're not going to force topics at this time. <laughs> oh, 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 only the premier stuff at the Husker Cuzcast. That's it. That's it. You only get the best. We're not wasting your time. We're wasting ours. All right, guys. Hey, it's been fun tonight. Happy New Year to everybody. Hey, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. Please review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Reds.